How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Tied at 66, four minutes to play. Hayward drives in the lane, kicks to Boris. Wide open, unguarded three. Got it! Boris Diaw! You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 20th of December. The Jazz getting ready for the Golden State Warriors. We'll look at the matchup, what the Jazz did last time, what the Warriors are doing to teams, and whether or not they're better than they were a year ago. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you from San Francisco, California? It is Locked on Jazz. Hope you're well. Gosh, this is a great city. If you ever get a chance, this is just a great city. Uh, last night I was had my favorite night of the year. Uh, I'm in a I'm in a good mood today for this uh, favorite night of the year. My high school friends have, and this is where I grew up, ha- who are my closest friends in the world, have kind of committed to a tradition that whenever uh, I'm in town, we all get back together. So it was seven couples last night uh, of all of my just dearest closest friends. It's just a it's an incredible treat. Uh, I told them it's that's my Christmas. Uh, this job is the, is fabulous. I had a heck of a day yesterday, uh, but I will also admit my children are 14 and 11, and incredibly interesting and wonderful to be with. And this year has felt as much as the team's better. Uh, this team has felt harder to leave because they're so great to be with and to miss out every day. There's some good conversation, so that was kind of the the highlight. Uh, for me, of all the travels that I got to do that. All right, you don't really care about that, but I thought I'd share it Share it anyway. Uh, if you haven't heard already, uh, kind of impromptu, yesterday, I think it almost was a test, uh, I was in the lobby in the hotel, and I've I've been saying to Quinn for, for years that, uh, hey, the fans, I think, would like to know who you are. And Quinn has no interest in that. And all of a sudden yesterday, so what are we doing that podcast? And... Uh, and so I was like, yeah, you know, you're, you've been great to me. Um, he's like, no, what are we doing? I was like, all right, two o'clock today. And so in about an hour and a half, uh, I mean, I'd been thinking about it for a long time, but in about an hour and a half, I, I prepped up a podcast, uh, maybe, yeah, about that. And sat down with Quinn, uh, it'll air on 1280 the zone and then I'll put it up on locked on NBA. So you should be able to get it. Uh, in some capacity, just want to share it with the local fans who aren't on podcasts. I thought it was, you know, more important to uh, let everyone know who Quinn is than than hog it in that fashion. So, uh, anyway, uh, hope you get it. Hope you look forward to that. I should have it posted sometime this afternoon. It's I've, it's incredible. Quinn texted me afterwards and said, um, "You got me to talk about things no one's ever gotten me to talk about." So, hopefully, it's an insight into him that. Uh, you wouldn't have had otherwise. Today's show is brought to you by My Simply Smarter. 
which is what the Jazz are going to have to be tonight to handle the Golden State Warriors, my Simply Smarters, National Association of Child Development uh, program outside out of Ogden. It's, they've been working for 37 years with brain development, and this program is uh, for kids or adults, frankly, to uh, help get the muscle that is the brain to function at a higher level. Student-athletes have used it a lot. I'll tell you a little bit more about it as the show goes on. All right, that's the plan. Uh, we're going to talk mostly about the Warriors. Huge game tonight, 8.30 Mountain Time. Uh, you can listen to the radio, watch it on TV, enjoy Craig, Matt, and Kristen. Join me and Ron, whatever you want to uh, do. Pre-game Periscope, uh, we'll try to book it around Steph Curry again, uh, That if we can. So uh, hopefully we have that for you. Pre-game Periscope will uh, come your direction. Uh, by the way, on the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, David Aldridge joined Locked On Wizards, which is a super show. So if you get a chance to go visit somebody else, Danny LaRue does Locked On Warriors and, and does, a, does a really nice job. Pins across the world time. We do this each and every day. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, thanks for tuning in. We check in and we, we find out a little bit about everybody in, in our community here. Uh, when we first started the show, I thought it was going to be like, you know, 50 people. It's gotten a little bigger than that. Um, but let's go to Lane. Uh, Lane grew up in around the Jazz, but his first memory is the incredible 1996 first-round playoff series against the Portland Trailblazers. I was eight years old at the time, and when the final horn sounded after we pounded them in Game 5, everyone in the neighborhood was honking horns and lighting fireworks, and they uh, bought in Wyoming for the 4th of July. It felt like it was finally our year. I followed the Jazz very closely then, and every game I can when I'm in the Salt Lake Valley. That's from Lane, and he now currently lives in Pasco, Washington, which I believe is in the Tri-Cities area of Washington, central part of the state, quite gorgeous. Uh, so that's Lane. Uh, feel free to send me your email, dlock09 at gmail.com uh, to tell me the uh, what the um, to tell me what the uh, you know what the deal is and um, and what you want to do. Sorry, I just got an email I had to deal with, uh, so that's what that little delay was. All right, let's dig into the tip off of portion of the day. Jazz and the Warriors. Well, the first question is: Are the Warriors better? than they were a year ago. And the initial reaction I actually have is no, they're not. At this time last year, the Warriors were the number one offense in the league and the number one defense. Now they're the number two offense and the number four defense. Now I think as the year goes on, they'll be the number one offense. The Jazz are currently the seventh best offense and the second best defense. So this is really quite a matchup. So on the surface of things, just in the most basic sense, their record's not as good, they're not as dominating, until you kind of dig in a little bit. And what gets interesting when you dig in about this team and you start to look at when they've trailed and when, they, uh, when they've led and things of that nature, you actually see a little bit of a different story. We're, we're just going to get interrupted Hi, love. I am doing my podcast right now. So I am sorry. I didn't. We didn't really set up what time to, to do that. Is that okay? Should I just leave your video and you can listen to the, to the Locked on Jazz like you always do? 
Or would you rather I turned off the video? You'd rather I turned... Okay, are you well? All right, you're skiing today? Okay, I'll hit you up in about five, ten minutes when I'm done, okay? Okay. All right, love you. All right, we've just been interrupted right and left today, but that's the reality of the podcast. All right, so here, here's the thing on the Warriors. When you suddenly dig into a little bit, their, their first half, their offense is actually better than their 114. It's 116, which is incredible. And their defense is a little bit better. They're, out, they're on average, they're plus 16 in the first half of games. In the second half, they're plus 9. If you actually dig in even deeper, the first quarter they're plus 14. In the second quarter they're plus 17 per 100 possessions. In the third quarter they're plus 13. And it's in the fourth quarter when they lead by a million that they suddenly aren't as good offensively and they slip a tiny bit defensively. When it suddenly doesn't matter, they're only plus 5.3. They... When they are within one to five points, they're plus 12 per 100. When they're within six to ten points, they're plus 27.5. So once they get up by six, they just run away from you. Then it slows down. Then when they're up by 11, they're only plus 2.6. And when they're up by 16, they're only plus four. So you begin to look at this and say, all right, wait a sec. These guys, these guys are actually really rolling. They have only trailed by 10 or more in four games all year. In four games all year. Actually, they trailed by 11, I guess. In, in four games all year. They have trailed by 10 or more, which is just not hard to do, for only seven percent of all minutes played so the statistics on one level tell me that they're not as good um but on the other level you kind of dig into a little bit and you start to think to yourself wait a sec i actually think they might be even better they have led by 20 for more minutes than they've trailed by 10, I think they've led by 20 for more minutes than they've trailed by 6 or more. They have they have led for 200 and by 20 or more for 240 minutes this year. Which is an incredible concept. They've led overall 68% of their minutes played. They've led by 20 or more. Think about how long it takes you to get to 20-point lead in an NBA game for 18% of the minutes. And then you dig in a little bit more and start playing around. This is this is when you start saying, oh, gosh, um, they actually might be just as good as, as everyone thought. Let's go to just second halves of games. And this is – then now you start to think to yourself, all right, this thing is real. So in second halves of games – this year, the Warriors have, and remember, they get blown out on opening night. So in second halves of games, they've only trailed for 136 minutes all year, which comes out 
to 20% of all second-half minutes. 20%. They have led for 80% of their second-half minutes. Okay, that's just silly. Now, again, when you start to dig in a little bit and realize that, you know, the one thing they're not doing great is when they are totally, aren't aren't as focused. They have led by more than 10. Uh, and, And it does look, just statistically, by the way, that the minute they get up by... 10, they get up by 20. They have led by 10 or more in 56% of all second half minutes. I mean, this is, these games aren't even close. And the most stunning to me is the Warriors in the second half of games have led by 20 or more in 30% of all minutes, 31%. So they're rolling. And the Jazz are walking into this buzzsaw. And I think, I'm not certain, they may be getting better. I'll look at that with you in a second. They've won four in a row. They've won eight of nine. They beat Portland by 45. The Knicks by 13. The Pelicans by four. The Timberwolves by eight. And they beat us by seven in a game which is still going to be interesting to watch, look back at. Because in a lot of ways, what the Jazz did in that game is they made the Warriors uncomfortable. They made the Warriors uncomfortable in despite not having their primary guys, and it kept their starters on the floor. The Warriors had played the night before against the Clippers, but the Jazz made them uncomfortable. They took away some of their routes. Uh, are the Warriors getting better? So the offensive rating in the last eight games has slipped considerably. They've gone from 116.6 to 104.6. Their defense has gotten better. Their net rating's not as good. What does it mean? I don't know. But I think it's. it would seem strange to me that this isn't just some anomaly. They've had a 12-point drop-off per 100 possessions. In the last eight games, they are 18th in the league offensively. In the last 10 games, they're 16th in the league offensively. That that tells you that they're, you know, maybe they're hero hunting. I'm not sure. But it, it's, it's a, their defense in the last 15 games is number one in the NBA. Their offense in the last 10 games is 16th. That's surprising. So, the other part that I think people don't quite understand about the Warriors, I'll tell you uh, in a moment. I want to look at the lineup data as well, but f- may I first tell you about my Simply Smarter. Uh, Laird uh, has really been a, a fun guy to work with uh, and, and get to introduce my Simply Smarter to all of you. Uh, my Simply Smarter is really an ingenious program uh, in which the National Association of Child Development which is an international company based in Utah, a longtime jazz supporters, uh, works uh, try to get peak performance out of your brain. It's really kind of the, the basic element. So what is it? It is an online program 
that you can do anywhere. You have a computer, 10 to 20 minutes a session, three sessions a week. Uh, if you, do, you can do more. Uh, it's for kids with learning challenges, typical kids that you want to have, see if they can ch- achieve their ultimate potential, and then student-athletes. Uh, so the student-athlete angle is interesting. If you process the information that you're being taught at a higher level, you become a better athlete. And these little programs can be there. Probably a good way to trick your kids, tell them it's going to help them be an athlete while it's actually helping them be a student. It's a really interesting program. They deliver personalized exercises for each individual kid, and they help you build a strong foundation for learning. Uh, They help you the kid's ability to focus, process, retain, and analyze information. Uh, You first start with a variety of short, fun activities. Then they build intensity as it goes on, and they incorporate the various components that your kid needs, and they custom, it gets customized as the time goes on. Uh, Laird Domain, as a uh, Locked On Jazz listener, is going to give you 20% off for life with the promo code LOCKED. It's a pretty incredible deal. So it's cool. And dads, I mean, think about it. If your kids are struggling on the court or in school and you think they have another level, maybe this is a great way during Christmas break. They're out of school a little bit. Get them into something. Keep them learning. Keep them going. Have them make that first step. Maybe the first set of report cards wasn't quite what you think they should have been. MySimplySmarter.com can do that for you. Just simply 10 to 20 minutes a session, three sessions a week. Uh, Obviously, the more you do is better. And it will be interesting. You can see uh, kind of this cognitive activity bump up, the power of processing bump up uh, through their power of processing score. It's all very interesting. MySimplySmarter.com. Dot com or you're welcome. Uh, he's so nice. Uh, Laird says you can email him directly. Uh, Laird uh, as L A I R D at N A C D dot org. Laird L A I R D at N A C D dot org. Uh, so the the next one on the, the what did the Jazz do to the Warriors that made them I don't want to make too big a deal out of it. A little uncomfortable last time. Well, what's what's interesting about the Warriors is as much as everybody thinks they're a jump-shooting team, if you dig in a little bit, they're actually the number one shooting team at the rim in the NBA, percentage-wise. 60, excuse me, an incredible 69%. The league average is 60 and that's a huge jump. Number two in the league is 64.6. So they spread the floor on you, and then they start slicing and dicing and getting these layups and getting these rim opportunities. And that's actually the key to who they are. When you dig into the Warriors and try to figure out when they've lost games and what's gone wrong for them, it's the nights where they've taken 40% of their shots as threes when they actually lose. Now, some nights they take 40% of their shots as threes and they blow you out. But um, it's when you take away their dive game and their cutters at the rim, and then suddenly from there they, have to, they go back outside and maybe they start missing shots. The other thing about them is they're, they're, you know, they're just great across the board, right? So they're first in the restricted area. They're seventh in the paint non-restricted. They're second best mid-range shooting team. They're the ninth best corner three team. They're the fifth best above the break team for three. So, I mean, these guys, hey, they're the best shooting team in the league. The only thing they don't do well is they haven't hit a backcourt shot all year. But they're not the jump shooting team everyone thinks they are. They're the 15th. They get into the paint at dead league average 31.8% of their shots. They take the fourth most amount 
of threes of anyone in the league and the 13th most amount of corner threes. So the Jazz, if they can kind of keep the paint covered with Rudy and force them off some of those shots, then you begin to see them, if they can't get to the paint in the same way, then it really changes what the game is. Uh, that game's a weird one because the Warriors jumped out to that incredible 19-3 to lead, and so it's a bit hard to tell, you know, did they just unplug. But there are some data points that kind of open your eyes a little bit. They only got 33 of their 80 shots in the paint. and I, So 33 of their 80 shots were in the paint. That's uh, a little lower, I think, uh, I'm going to check it and make sure, uh, than they like to be. And so that's going to be, and they got most of those early, if you recall. Um, the, the Warriors take 44%, uh, wait a sec. Um, is this right? The Warriors take, the Warriors shoot, sorry, I'm trying to look at percentage of, uh, let's see, where's my, I don't think I have that note quite the way I want it to be. Um, there we go. The Warriors take the, the percentage of field goal attempts the Warriors take in the paint is 43.5. Uh, and so if you can kind of keep that number below, and the Jazz had them at 41, so it's not a lot, but it's, uh, then that gets to be a low number. They, they take, you know, they're one of the, they take fewer shots in the paint than, than most teams. And so that can really, that can get you going uh, a little bit. The Jazz, just for comparison, take 46% of their shots in the paint, which is the league average. So the Jazz, if you can kind of keep that paint number down, now you're forcing them into shooting the three, which sounds crazy, but it actually, I think, is how you beat the Warriors. And the Warriors that night, they shot it pretty well. They were 12 of 29 uh, from three. Uh, but you also might be able to keep them off the foul line a little bit, keep them into some of those things. Durant had 21. Steph had 26. Clay Thompson kind of floated through the night, was 5 of 13, and didn't go to the line. Steph got nine free throws. Durant got eight. And that's, hey, they, they blew the Jazz out in that game, and then the Jazz impressively made it close as the night went on. And the defense looked to get uh, a little bit better, frankly, as the night, as the night went on. Uh, again, I, I dug into some numbers that are second-half numbers on that to look at kind of what the Jazz were able to do in the second half. And I... I share them with you with trepidation. Uh, And the reason I share those with you is because uh, this is kind of to the point I'm talking about. In the second half, uh, the Jazz were able to hold the Warriors to 41 points in that stretch. Kind of just... But again, they were up by so much, I'm not sure whether I think that that's a great uh, standard. So uh, that's where we sit for tonight's matchup. Apologize for all those little funny uh, interruptions uh, early in the ball game, um, the uh, let's see. I was going to take a quick check at what happened uh, last night in the NBA of importance. Uh, Washington, right after we talked about how they're going to click in, lost in the back end of back to back. I'll tell you this about the East. Uh, 
it sure seems to be that travel is impacting games a tremendous amount on the East Coast right now. That uh, These teams are also even. So if you get Washington on the back end of a back-to-back and Indiana's fresh or something like that, it seems to have a lot. Detroit's got a lot of drama going on. They're 14-13. and 13. They're talking about players-only meetings. Reggie Jackson has come back, and after all, I told you how it was going to make everything fine. It seems to have disrupted things. Paul Millsap was brilliant. Uh, enjoyed listening to Matt Pinto of the Thunder's call as I was walking through the city to get to dinner last night uh, on that one. Russell was amazing. Jeremy Grant gave the the Thunder uh, a great boost last night. Grant had a great game for him, 15 points. Uh, they, they really, Russell had 46 last night. The Dwight Howard didn't play. Paul Millsap played center, and they had Atlanta won uh, at 30 and 11. Worth watching the Thunder. Just the level of what Russ has to do to win feels excessive. And they have very quietly suddenly lost four of their last six. Now they've lost to the Rockets, the Blazers, the Jazz, and the Hawks. They've lost to good teams. And they have a nice win against the Celtics in there. But keep an eye out on that team and and where they are in the process. All right, that is today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Remember, the Locked on NBA Quinn Snyder interview will be up today. And uh, today's edition has been brought to you by My Simply Smarter. Jazz and the Warriors tonight should be fun. Pre-game Periscope will come your direction around 7.30, depending on Steph, so keep an eye on that. Have a good one.